0: Hey guys, it's Emmett. It's the afternoon. Uh, this morning, my younger daughter wanted to come on a morning walk with me. And so we talked about other things, and I didn't do the podcast then. So I'm taking the dogs for an early walk. And then I'm going to bring the girls over to their cousin's house for a sleepover. And then go bring my wife some dinner at the end of her shift. And we'll eat outside together. Uh... I'm walking the dogs before I do that. And somebody requested yesterday, I can't remember who it was. Um, my apologies. I can't remember if it was Frank Fraser or someone else. Uh, no, it was someone else. My apologies. I could look back and find it. But someone asked if I would talk about how I use internet, um, not internet, Instagram for, for the purposes of having a craft business. Um, which is, I've talked about how I use Instagram sort of coming at it from many different angles over the years that I've been doing this podcast, but I've never explicitly laid it out as a philosophy of how to use social media for a craft business and try to have it be overarching. And I think it's a good idea. I think it's time to talk about it again. And I think this is a nice lens through which to talk about it. First, let me say that, um, that how I use Instagram is probably different than how I would use other forms of social media. And if the scene was more on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, uh, there are many things that are similar, but each social media pause for a sec. Sorry, bike ride to go by. Uh, so there are many things that are probably similar across the board between different social medias, but, um, but also sort of unique things that are provided by each platform. I don't know much about any of them. I know a little bit about each because I've dabbled, but I've only ever heavily gone into Instagram. Um, Using social media for a business is different than using it for personal use. And I would argue that using it for a business where it's just you, a person, is... ...different, although it shouldn't be, from a larger business where there's more than one person. Um... I don't really have a... I haven't thought through how to articulate these things in any sort of organized way, so let me just... I'll probably just dive in and I'll tack back and forth until I cover all the ground. First of all, I think it's really valuable to have your handle be your name. Even if you have some woodworking business uh, or tool business or whatever, you're asking people to remember... An additional thing about you if you're if you have a handle that's different than your name and guarantee they're gonna handle remember your handle but forget your name which is not good you want to build a reputation as you as your name Um, and so the more you can do to reinforce that by just having your handle be your name the better a lot of times people feel like having a business name gives them credibility uh, which is probably true, but it's a, it's a double-edged sword in that it gives you credibility when you really shouldn't have any. And it keeps you from having a reputation when you really should have it. So when you're just starting out and you think you need credibility to have success, it's not actually true. The name does give you credibility with people who don't know any better, but uh, but it doesn't actually give you any advantage to have credibility when you don't deserve it yet, because... Your stuff is not going to uh, meet or exceed people's expectations if they think of you as a business. If they think of you as a person and you're clear that you're just on a journey and this is where you are on your journey, people will meet you as a person just fine. But if you have a business, they assume that you're at some sort of professional level and if you're just starting out and are hiding behind that name to give you credibility they're going to be disappointed, and the fact that you had a name is what's going to make them disappointed in you. The fact that you had a business name. Later on, when you get to a level where you want your reputation to be about you, about you as a person, the fact that you have a business name that maybe you feel like you can't get rid of because nobody knows who you are, that's going to be a hobble for you. So it cuts you both ends. Plus, people don't know your name. So, make your handle your name. Damn it. Next thing. Make sure you post about more than just the thing you do for work. Everyone draws the line differently. It doesn't mean you have to share your kid's birthday. It doesn't mean you have to share anything about your family life at all. But it does mean talk about stuff that matters to you. And... Talk about it in a way that's candid and open and thoughtful. And think about how you would feel if you came across your feed. Would you feel like you were just being sold to? Or would you feel like here was a source of valuable information that somebody was sharing and they were sharing their wisdom and you were super psyched to find their feed because it was just a treasure trove. That's That's what you want to be creating. And so anything that fails to do that is a problem. Now, you also need to occasionally sell your stuff. So sometimes that's a direct sale, putting something up and saying, hey, this is for sale. Sometimes it's simply talking about the fact that you have this order that you completed for somebody else. Sometimes it's talking about some deadline that's coming up, you know, my books are closing anyone wants to hop in this is your last week to do so something like that it should not be all of this all of your communication is some form of sale that's gonna get old real fast and people are gonna stop paying attention remember they're only paying attention to you because you're giving them something valuable for them now you can tell yourself that you know the only thing you have the valuable that people want from you is whatever specific niche thing it is that you do. It'd be very easy for me to only give... Wow, beautiful leaf that I just came across. It'd be very easy for me to only give spoon carving advice. Right? But what I found is that people who want spoon carving advice are fellow spoon carvers. That's not people who want to buy lots of spoons. Fellow spoon carvers will buy lots of blanks and they'll buy a couple spoons. But, by and large, people who want to buy lots of spoons, they're people who've come across my feed and they want to follow along not because I'm giving them spoon carving tips, but because I'm sharing my life in a way that is interesting and thoughtful. And they appreciate having the things that I'm being thoughtful about in their life in the form of a post you know, every day or two that they see from me. That's the value I'm giving them. It's not directly about spoon carving for themselves. So you have to be more thoughtful than just the obvious layer about what you're sharing and why you also need to make social media something that you do for yourself. It has to have some value beyond just making it successful for your business. Otherwise, you won't feel a desire to do it, and you won't be creative in doing it, and it won't give you joy, and that's going to show. And no one wants to follow that shit. So, you need to figure out how to do it in a way that feeds you. For me, all, this, all these ways in which I'm thoughtfully articulating stuff, that's stuff that's valuable for me, first and foremost. And then it's valuable for somebody else taking photos of my life that's not just spoon carving. That's the most valuable two years from now. That's the stuff I'm glad I took a photo of. It's not the stuff that gets the most boom, bang for your buck right off the gate, but it's the stuff that keeps me going. And so it's gotta be a mix of all these things. It's gotta, if you gotta keep feeding all the different parts, you gotta feed the business part, you gotta feed the personal part, you gotta feed the interrelational part. And it all has to come together into some sort of sense of your life that is true. It doesn't have to be comprehensive. We don't have to know everything about your life. But I would say you failed if you've given people an impression of your life that is inaccurate. If somebody learns more about your life and is disappointed because... I don't know. You made everything out to be perfect. That's a common one. Or you made it out that you were super rich when you're not. Or you made it out that you're super poor when you're actually super rich. Or you made out that you were successful when you're not successful. That's going to be disappointing to people. So you need to be truthful in how you're presenting yourself. Not in every post. You don't need to bring the, you know, the complete truth into every post. But when you look thoughtfully at the mix of things you're bringing to the table, it has to be a whole truth about yourself. And ideally, you're sharing things in a way that helps you see the whole truth more clearly and be thoughtful about the whole truth. This should be an exercise that feeds you. Now... Part of why you want it to be a something that you enjoy doing is because Instagram works best when you do it every day. And it also works best when you do it multiple times a day. And it also works best when you use all the different parts of it. When you do IGTV. When you do lives. When you do stories. When you do regular feeds. Regular posts, uh within your main feed. So y- you want to have some sort of if you need some sort of structure to get yourself to do it every day then have the structure. I tend to post about 4 or 5 times a day. 3 would be the minimum. And then I tend to do 3 to 10 stories. And you know, once or twice a week I'll do a live or an IGTV, and it's worth considering how to hack the way that everybody around you is using something like Instagram, and figure out how to use it better, how to use it in a way where other people are like, whoa, that's cool. Come on, dogs, this way. Right? So, the stories, for instance, if you do a set of stories that details how you do something and you do it really well and thoughtfully, it might take you twice as long to do that thing that was going to take you 10 minutes, but then you have these stories that you can gather into a stories highlight. That then becomes a resource that you can tell people about in a post. Right? So, I just did one recently where I did a stories highlight, uh, with all the stories detailing step-by-step step how I make my beeswax yoba oil mixture, something people have asked me for a long time. Now I have a stories highlight about it. And when people ask next, I can say, hey, I have a stories highlight about it, go find it. And I was able to do a post about it saying, I just did this. This is for you, enjoy. And that's exactly the sort of innovative use of social media that brings value to other people and creates something that other people will share amongst themselves. Now, there are lots of people out there who try to game the algorithm to gain followers, where they try to have a as higher ratio of followers to people that they're following as possible, or who knows what, post at certain times a day. The problem is the algorithm it's tweaked and changes all the time. And I don't know anybody who claims to actually know what the heck is going on. I will say that, from what I understand of the algorithm now, that you cannot post too much. That anyone who sees more of your stuff than they want just naturally will stop liking it, and they'll see less. And people who like something of yours, the algorithm will feed them more. And so... It is self-limiting by the people who are seeing your stuff, what stuff is being seen. And what that means is that you should just do what you wanna do and ignore how many likes and how many followers you get from it and all that. In the years that I've seen it, it is becoming harder and harder to have something go viral on Instagram. It used to be that you'd have an occasional thing that would just, boom, be four times as much as you'd normally have. I haven't seen that happen in a long time. Not for myself, and not for other people that I'm following. Which, to me, tells me two things. It tells me that the, the scene is maturing in the sense that so many people are on it now. That it is just harder to have those kinds of moments. And it's also telling me that probably something's happened with the algorithm that kind of chills things out a little bit. So, what that tells me is that the best course is the steady course, where you're doing the thing for yourself, you're providing value, and you are just steadily, steadily putting in the work each day. Now, when you get to a place where you start to have a couple thousand followers, but you're only following a couple hundred follow, a couple hundred people, you're gonna get to this point where you are finding it that you are addicted to checking your feed because you are worried that if you don't check your feed all the time that you're going to miss something because you won't be able to completely clear your feed back to some image that you recognized from the last time. Does that make sense and does that sound familiar to you guys? That was me a year and a half, two years ago. I was just checking all the time and scrolling, scrolling, scrolling because I felt like I had this community of people that I kept in touch with and and it was stretching me to the limit. There was no room for someone new to come in because I had my hands full catching up with what everybody else was doing. And then because I felt stretched by what they were doing, I felt like, well, I shouldn't do more than one post a day because, you know, God, it, you know, it bugs me when somebody else is doing multiple posts and I'm trying to do this. So there's a limiting factor to that, and it keeps you from interacting with other people who are following you as humans, or rather it it, mm, it enforces a hierarchy, right? Because if somebody starts following you who is has more followers than you and is clearly more established, then you're going to be willing to talk to that person, right? Because that person has something of value to give you give you their attention. They could talk about you, and then you might get a lot of followers, right? Whereas if somebody who has 20 followers starts following you, well, pff, you're not going to talk to them. they have only got 20 followers. So there's this weird and stupid hierarchy that starts to develop where you are sifting people, and your willingness to engage with people, and even to sort of interact with people on the same level based on how many followers there have, which is stupid. At the same time, you're feeling stretched to the limit of keeping on top of all the people that you have followed in the past. Most of those people are ignoring you, because you don't have as many followers as they do. Right? That's probably how it works. So... The whole thing is very dissatisfying. Here's what I figured out that busted me free of that paradigm. I started following back anyone who followed me who seemed like they were a real person and whose account wasn't private. Now I haven't been as good lately about doing this, uh, just because I've been assigning less time to Instagram, but I've started to pick it back up again. I went from probably following 350 people, now I'm following more than 4,000 people. What this does is it sends a signal. When somebody follows you and you follow them back, especially if you are, have more followers than they do, it sends the message, I see you and I respect you as a human being. That dynamic is much more likely to lead to them reaching out with a question, which then leads to them deciding to order something from you, which then leads to them being rabidly uh, obsessed with everything that you do and happy to, you know, try anything that you might decide to put out on the market. That's the dynamic that you want to create. And it's not like when they reach that that point of being a big fan that you stop interacting with them as a human. Of course not. They've become friends of yours at that point. Or at least somebody that you know a little something about. You remember their name. You remember where they're from. You remember some detail about them. Because they're important to you. And it all starts from being willing to follow someone back. Now... When you start following everyone who's a human being back, what you get... And I don't follow somebody back, uh, whose feed is in a different language that I don't know anything about. Um, just because it feels like more of a risk. Like, I'm, you know, deciding to follow someone who's expressing stuff that I have no idea what they're expressing. I'm sure 99% of it is fine, but it just feels less in my control to understand the situation I'm getting myself into. When you follow 4,000 people like I do, and counting, what happens is your feet explodes. And it is no longer even remotely possible for you to continue to... clear your feed to go back all the way through to catch up on what everybody's posted over the last 24 hours or however long it's been since you checked and because it's impossible you stop doing it and not only do you stop doing it you stop having the desire to do it this is how i broke myself of the addiction of checking social media all the time now I still check social media regularly because I have dozens of direct messages each day with people, and getting to those promptly is helpful over the course of most days. There are some days when I'm on vacation where I just don't check it, or I get up in the morning and I just don't check it for a couple hours. But once I'm in the flow and checking it, then I will check it regularly. Uh, when I need a break, when I have a moment to deal with whatever's come up. And that's helpful. But this really helped break my addiction with checking what everyone else is up to. Now, how do I keep it from just being one-sided, me putting stuff out into the world and never paying attention to what anyone else is doing? Here's how. There's a very small handful of people, probably 10 people. Will, i leave the frog alone. Come on. Willa, leave it. Leave it. Good girl. Come on. Willa, come on. Come on. It's a little leopard frog on the road. There's this very tiny handful of people whose stories I see first, always, right? Stories are sorted by, you know, whose stories you check. And so there's a handful of people whose stories I always see. And those are people I have relationships with. Um... And then I interact by, by essentially when somebody reaches out to interact with me, I take a moment and I see what they've been up to. I putter around through their feed, kind of get a sense of things. And sometimes I go and I just randomly, uh, see what people are up to. But I don't follow hashtags. I don't follow any of that stuff. Um, I mean, maybe I followed one a long time ago, but I certainly don't actively follow a hashtag. And so what you get is, I'm interacting with you to the extent that you're interacting with me. And occasionally I come across a feed where I do want to go all the way through and really inspect what they've done and put out into the world. But by and large, I'll interact with your things to the extent that you're interacting with my things. It's reciprocal. And that's a really healthy place for a relationship to be. It puts relationships on an even footing. And it runs both ways. It, it has to be um, being open to treating somebody on a human level and not thinking of them as followers that, are, that you are passively acquiring. Now, I find it super helpful to have a website largely as a place that people can go to from my Instagram account that has a static amount of information that people can find in an organized, orderly way. Um, If I didn't have a website, I'd probably use my story highlights to essentially recreate a website within my Instagram feed. I'm just thinking of this right now, right? So I'd have a products, stories highlight. I'd have an about me stories highlight. I'd have a how to order stories highlight. You could use your Instagram account to create all those things, but I find it helpful to have a website in part because it means that um, I can do a little bit more with it and no one can take it away from me. I'm getting back to the car, I got to stop talking now, but obviously there's so much to be talked about when it comes to social media. Um, hit me up with your questions on the post that I do about this, and I will take this and run with it tomorrow and go in whatever direction your questions are, so please, uh, be forthcoming with what you would like me to talk more about that I haven't yet as it relates to using social media, Instagram, as part of a craft business. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.